You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, Micah and Nick from Fifth Quarter ACC. And we are actually joined by a special guest, a good friend of mine, a University of Louisville graduate, athletic assistant in college, and just diehard Cardinal fan, Thomas. So before I even intro or go into asking how Nick's doing, we got to ask how Thomas, how are you doing? Give the listeners a little bit about yourself. And uh, yeah, Tom, we'll turn it over to you real quick. Appreciate it, man. Yes, I am a diehard Louisville Cardinals fan. L's up for all the Cards fans out there. Um, yes, Mike, obviously I've known you for, yeah, right about three years or so. Um, currently living down in Florida, so loving the loving the summer heat that the South always gives us. Um, but yeah, grew up in Big Ten country originally, so uh, row the boat, go Gophers. Um, but obviously uh, Louisville alum and Lamar Jackson lover and all the great things that come with being a card. So, and hating on Kentucky, my favorite annual tradition. So, and I'm doing good. How about you guys? You can't spell fuck without UK, right? Damn right. All right. Well, Nick, how are you doing? Just for the listeners, before we get in, the reason why Thomas is on this podcast, we are going to be talking conference realignment, like everyone else in this wonderful country. Um, you know, obviously the landscape is changing a lot is, well, not a lot has happened, but a lot of different news story leaks, rumors have been kind of going around. So we're just going to talk the ACC teams and what that means for conference realignment. But before we do, Nick, how are you doing? I just want to point something out, Nick, as a proud Baltimore Orioles fan, we might be the best black and orange team in baseball. Sorry, you're giants, man. We're catching up. We're only a game back now. So I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to count, you know, count my, my blessings just yet, but one game under 500, Nick, I, I think the Orioles might be world series champions and not the giants. I think, I think we have to change our stance on who the best orange and black team in, in, in uh, major league baseball is. Yeah. I didn't know you guys were on an eight game winning streak, but my giants have been on the struggle bus. Like, Literally ever since I got back from Pittsburgh, uh, the series in Atlanta was not well. And then we got swept, I think, by the Diamondbacks. I think we're finally about to win our first series since I was in Pittsburgh, which was like two and a half weeks ago, I think it was, two weeks ago. Uh, So, yeah. But, I mean, we're beating the Padres, so that's good at least. But I'm good. Um it's finally cooled down here. It's been raining all day, like a light. It was kind of like a light overcast. It felt like fall. It felt like college football weather in North Carolina if it were to rain. Uh, it was been like in the high 60s all day, which is so nice. Um, but I'm good. Uh, NC State got another recruit today, which was huge. He was being looked at by he had huge offers from Virginia Tech, UNC, and South Carolina. So Dave is hitting the recruiting trail hard. Uh, State also got a transfer uh, baseball player from A&M. So I've noticed that Elliot Avent has been working the transfer portal for baseball. Uh, But other than that, man, dude, not a lot has happened, but it feels like you just said it. uh, So much of the sources being leaked, all the stories and stuff like that. the buyouts for a lot of ACC teams. I don't know what's true, what's not. You might know more than I do, but I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, so we'll establish what I, from what I know is true. I had a conversation with some friends from back in the glory days of working for the ACC, and here's where we stand. So first off, the ACC teams annually make $30 million purely off of TV revenue every single year with the current grant of rights. It sounds like decent money. I mean, I'm sure all of us here, if we split 30 million three ways, we'd be able to retire now and enjoy our life. And Thomas and I love going on college football trips. Nick, you can just join us at this point. We had $10 million each to share. Um, But when I say $30 million, the Big Ten and SEC deals are estimated to be at $100 million. So you're talking about $70 million difference 
Um, I don't think anyone I know would say, I, I don't, I don't want 70 million more. I mean, that's only two and a half times, basically your number of what you're currently making. But the flip side of that is it will cost any ACC team that leaves $500 million to leave. So, well, obviously that number gets lower. That's the rumor I heard. It goes, but it's 500 as of like, because obviously nothing will happen for this year. Like nothing can happen for this season. So it would be the earliest of 2024 would be when you could kind of see this kind of start to happen the 23, 24. So that would be that buyout of like, let's say NC state, for example, or Louisville decide to leave tomorrow for next year, there's $500 million to leave. So the ACC is in one of the weirdest boats of all time because these schools have to determine whether $500 million is worth leaving or leaving $7 million on the table. One thing that people don't realize is that when the ACC's signed this grant of rights, which screwed them out of money in the long term, was mainly because the school presidents, after what happened with Maryland, they did not want that to happen again. When they had to grab, no offense to Louisville, but when they had to grab Louisville to kind of replace Maryland, things were not ideal for the for the for the institutions within the ACC. Because I mean, Maryland was a founding member. To watch a, a founding member just say, yeah, I want to make more money. We're going to go to the Big Ten. That was a shock to the ACC. So all the presidents were like, we don't want to deal with this again. We want longevity. We want peace of mind of knowing our conference is going to stay the same. Let's, let's sign our life away now. Which, if you're someone like myself, and I think Nick's on the same boat, and Thomas, you may be as well, you know, I'm excited that the ACC kind of did that because I – care about the ACC and I care about its branding. So it's good that they did that, but $70 million left on the table. That is, it, it really is a difficult scenario because, I mean, if you think about it, $500 million is a lot of money, obviously, but if you can make $70 million more a year, you get to pocket that 70 million and you can pay out that 30 to the AC or to the ACC $70 million is still $70 million a year. That's double what you're making currently. So there's a lot of legal things going on. Getting out of the grant of rights is going to be very difficult as well, because again, it's either going to be you buy it out outright with the 500 million, or the only way I could see the ACC potentially losing its deal is by doing one or two things. We'll obviously talk about in terms of our thoughts and processes and brands, but obviously, I'm sure you guys saw the ACC's Pac-12 ACC little alliance. That word means nothing nowadays, but the, you know, potential championship game in Vegas. The ACC were to truly adapt the Pac-12. There's an argument that that is a complete different change of grant of rights, which would then allow all these ACC teams to leave for free. So the ACC logically should not take anybody from the Pac-12. Because if you do that, Unless, like, for example, Oregon brings more than $30 million per team, which I don't think it would in the ACC Network's TV package, why would you grab anybody? Because now you're now you're changing the grant of rights and the totals, and now a Clemson, a Florida State, a UNC, a Virginia, whoever could go and say, we didn't sign up for this. This is not what we signed. This is completely different. We want out. And legally, they could probably get out of it with not paying much at all. So it's a real gray area here on what the ACC can and can't do. With that being said, I want to go in and let's talk brands. Yes, Nick, go ahead. Okay. So the $30 million, where every single ACC team is getting that? Correct. Is the, revenue is, the revenue is split out. The ACC teams are averaging $45 million a year. Revenue-wise, athletics, but obviously thirty comes from television, and that forty-five number is a uh, you know an estimate because, for example, Duke football probably costs or doesn't bring as much revenue in as Clemson football does when you factor in gate merchandise, so on and so forth. But yes, the thirty million dollars te television revenue is equally dispersed. So Duke's getting it, Virginia's getting it, NC State's getting it, Wake's getting it, BC, so on and so forth. So, a where are they? Which networks are? Get, giving them all that and B, can that number go up? It can't go up because the problem with it is, is if you make any changes to the current grant of rights, you have now opened the door for the argument of I can leave. So 
why 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 is that open that door because they're in a contract so for example you're in a contract right now right that you this is the number you're going to get in this is what you have okay if yeah. Oregon and Washington, let's say, join the conference, and even if that number, let's say, now goes up to $40 million a team, Clemson can go, this is not what I signed up for. I want out, get out, okay. and then go make $100 million in the Big Ten or the SEC. Gotcha. So when does that contract? Do it. 2036. That's why the ACC Got it. is okay, a that's what I thought. Vote. They have such a long-term contract that's going to, again, that's the fear. Like that's the problem with the ACC is you have to decide. I personally selfishly am okay with us becoming a G five conference. If it means, you know, the two super conferences and then us, I, I'm honestly okay with it personally. I have no expectations of Virginia winning a national title. And I genuinely think this only matters for football. I don't think it matters for really anything else, maybe basketball a little bit, but I mean, Nick and I, and Thomas likes college baseball too, but Nick and I, we, we obviously love college baseball. I don't think this is really going to affect college baseball. Like the money that they're going to get from these TV deals of football are probably just going to be reinvested in football. And I'm sure it'll get dispersed a little bit throughout, but let's just be honest with what we're saying here. So that's where the ACC is in trouble is you have to decide whether you want to continually every year be $70 million behind the big 10 and the sec schools, or do you want to just leave? So that's where like, cause when you talk about ACC adding value, Oregon and Washington might add some value, but at that point you have to take on, in my opinion, Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, Washington State, because those those states are very big on kind of like Virginia and Virginia Tech in a sense, and NC State. Well, not so much NC State, no UNC, but it's a pretty big deal that like if if one school in the state leaves, the other one needs to go with it, kind of thing. So you now have to take on four teams, or maybe you add Utah and Arizona State, let's say. Are those four schools going to really increase your revenue to the point where you can even compete with the AC or with like the SEC or the Big Ten? And also, two people go, I don't know, obviously, if you guys saw that rumor about Virginia, UNC, Florida State, and I think it was Clemson was the other one, maybe, or Miami, Clemson, whoever the four were from the, the swimmer blog about who was joining the ACC. Like, they were like, ESPN's negotiating. ESPN's not going to negotiate that shit. Think about it. ESPN is screwing over the ACC right now. If you're the if you're ESPN, why would you want to negotiate with ACC teams? Why would you want to pay the two of two of for sure, but arguably four of the top brands in the ACC more money because they're joining the SEC than what you currently have them locked in for at the ACC now? Because remember, they're paying them thirty million dollars right now. If they join the SEC, they've got to get it to hundred million. So why are you going to pay for, why, why is Virginia, why is ESPN going to go, why do I want to pay Virginia $70 million more? They're not going to want to negotiate any of that. Why would they? So it's a real weird spot for the ACC. So instead of making our heads hurt, trying to figure out that logic, we don't get paid enough to do that. I think what we can do as, and Thomas will be able to add a lot of value to this as well. We need to talk what brands do bring value outside the ACC, whether it's, Obviously, keeping them in-house to keep our conference strong or vice versa. Unfortunately, if the SEC or Big Ten poaches the ACC, who do we think is a true value add? And we're just going to kind of go from there because obviously Twitter was exploding. Virginia and Virginia Tech fans going back and forth about why would the Big Ten or SEC want them, so on and so forth. NC State, UNC was going at it. Nick was having a good time with fifth quarter Wolfpack, just roasting UNC fans for that. Um and obviously, Tom over here, being a Louisville guy, has Kentucky basically, in my opinion, I think they're scared shitless of having Louisville join the SEC because they know that that brand can carry just as much weight. And if you give Louisville $100 million, I think they can do a lot with that. <laughs> so there's a lot to be talked about here. So you know what, Tom, I'll leave this up to you. I'll let you decide what. What brand do we want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Louisville? Do you have actually, you know what? I'm going to ask Tom this question. What is your opinion on NC State and North Carolina? Do you think that NC State or North Carolina provides more brand for, let's say, the SEC or the Big Ten? Or if you think that maybe it like one provides better for the other, what are your thoughts on that, Tom? Yeah, specifically around, I'll say the, the Wolfpack and the Heels, I think for 
Branding, I think they're pretty similar, even though I know the average person I think would give even a bigger advantage to North Carolina, the heels specifically off the bat. Because NC State's definitely one just for the area of Raleigh and, you know, the triangle area with them and Duke, you know, being able to grow their brand recently, but specifically around um, basketball has become a bigger thing. Even just, I know most of this is centered, you know, around football and where a lot of the value comes in. And obviously we'll get into Virginia Tech in a little bit, um, just obviously with their football dominance the last, you know, 20, 30 years. But for looking at it from really a Big Ten SEC perspective on really where would you look to add first, I'd probably lean toward North Carolina, but it'd be something that I would look at actually adding both together and kind of doing them more as a package deal. Kind of, you know, kind of how USC and UCLA went together and how like Oregon and Washington are being talked to together, where I think having, I think just that whole, having both brands together, I think would be a better a better value add than really adding one and trying to pick up one from a different spot. Yeah. I mean, Nick will obviously defend NC state, but I argue that NC state makes more sense for the sec and North Carolina makes more sense for the big 10. And, and if you think about it, like the one thing that NC state, UNC, Virginia, Virginia tech have that, that is honestly maybe even more valuable than the brand itself is the state that they're in. That's the one foothold. Neither, no one else, but the ACC has, I mean, in terms of power five, you know, in terms of North Carolina and, and Virginia, which are arguably two of the biggest markets left for sports. And especially, you know, Nick lives in Winston-Salem. Of course, Tom, you came and visited me when I was living in Winston-Salem, like North Carolina is a college athletics state. So if you can own the, the eyes of the viewers in the state of North Carolina, you're in great shape. My, my thing is, if we're, if we're really, if it's just truly based on football, I don't know how you don't look at NC State and go there better for the super conferences. And that might piss off UNC fans because – Arguably so, UNC's brand is better. NC State fills their stadium pretty much every weekend. NC State fans are the almost like just Mississippi State kind of fans. Ole Miss maybe if you want to throw them in there because they probably win a little bit more than Mississippi State does. But like they, regardless if the team's six and six, seven and five, like yes, I, I will hear out the argument. NC State hasn't won ten games in a long time. Or I don't remember how long it's been. Oh, has it ever been ever? For all I can remember, but. You know, at the same time, like they packed that place and they're never bad. Like UNC had to literally lower their capacity because nobody was going to games. And even then, like minus their little run there to the Orange Bowl, they're still not getting close to sold out. Like I'd argue that and, and getting Raleigh, I mean, obviously you get kind of Raleigh with UNC, but I don't know. I think getting NC State really could bring some money in and, and kind of provides a bigger brand if we're talking purely football. But, Nick, I'm going to let you take this one because you had some obviously true opinions on on what your thoughts were with this NC State-UNC debate. I mean, look, I've lived in North Carolina all my life, and I can tell you that it, it's North Carolina, right? It, they're the brand. They own everything. They They have the eyes. They have everything. But – if you look back in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, it's been NC State with football. And I kind of agree with you, Michael, when you talk about if you if the ACC falls apart and the Big Ten and the SEC were to poach teams, I could see it as the SEC getting both or the Big Ten getting UNC and the SEC getting NC State. Um, I think it makes more... Sure, UNC is a bigger brand, but you just pointed everything out, Micah, that NC State, they're the football school. They have the bigger stadium. They have the passionate fan base. It's like, why didn't the SEC go after North Carolina earlier when they went to go get South Carolina, right? I mean, NC State and South Carolina are 
similar than they are to North Carolina. Big football stadium, electric crowd every week. I mean, South Carolina fans show up. Like, why didn't the SEC go after UNC before that or they during did. that time? But they, but they did, though. The thing was, think about it. What, what, what has been like? You talk about UNC or North Carolina being like the, you know, the school of the state. UNC basically has ran the ACC's commissioners. Think about all the commissioners in ACC history. They're pretty much all. Yeah, that's true. Guys. Good point. So, like, they're going to stay with the brand they created. So, like, they, I mean, there was a, a former president of UNC that was on the record a couple of days ago saying, the if the SEC really wanted us, they could have had it. You know, they, we, we could have, we could have gone to them and joined, but we, you know, again, wanted to stick with the ACC because of, of the regional rivalries because of everything else. Like, you know, South Carolina wanted to get out of its own way with Clemson. I mean, think about it. Clemson was, you know, a founding member. So was South Carolina, like South Carolina, kind of like what I would argue Texas A&M did with the SEC. They wanted to kind of leave their one rival behind in hopes that it would provide a greener pasture, which at this point, South Carolina might have a greener pasture than Clemson does, even though Clemson's won national titles in the last few years. So that is something to definitely keep in mind of for sure. But you can go ahead and continue, Nick. Uh, I mean, I, I, I will, I'll say this jokingly. It's so funny that how easily I could get UNC fans so triggered. Like, I, of course, I am joking. I know UNC is a bigger brand than NC State. I know that. But the fact that they kept coming at me and coming at me is just so funny. But, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I I would like to think that the SEC could, can see there's more value in NC State football than there is in UNC football, especially in the last 20 years because – Again, the stadium, the fans, the the market that we can get. I know Chapel Hill is not far, and that's considered in the same market. But if you can get NC State, that's huge, I think. And think about it. The Big Ten, you hear these rumors about the Big Ten getting UNC and Virginia. But that doesn't really do much for football. But they want – I think the Big Ten wants more of basketball. Why? The Big Ten hasn't won a national championship since 2000. If you could get UNC and Virginia, teams that have won the national championship in the last, what, six years, UNC and Virginia have both won it in the last six years, that's huge for them. So I could see more of the Big Ten wanting to get UNC – and the SEC seeing the value of NC State football and possibly some value in basketball because we have a bit of a history in basketball as well. So I don't know. I think a lot of people would agree with me on this, and I'm not disagreeing at all that um, UNC is the bigger brand, but I think it just makes sense that the SEC would want the bigger football school. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem for me is, and it, it's it's the argument of, you know, when he talks about grabbing the bigger school, like the better football school, like, though I think that NC State is the better football school, I don't think it's light years above UNC, and I think that UNC could bring more to the table just purely because of the brand, getting the Jordan brand, getting UNC, like you said, it is the it's the school of the state, whether we want to accept that or not. It is, um, I think, again, NC State fits the SEC mold better, but I mean, it's not like it's, you know, light years above. And let's just also be honest. It's not like NC State has had a huge, like, record difference compared to UNC. I mean, no offense, Nick, guess who's been to a New Year's Six Bowl more recently? I mean, that's the problem here is like. Good year, doesn't count. Right. But like, yeah, and you can make the argument again, they're on the coastal side. So things are easier too. but, you know, it, it's something to where I don't know. And, and UNC is, again, they just made, think about it. When UNC makes this like, Nick, let's just, let's just, let's just talk about right now. 
NC State's team going into this year is better than what UNC has had in the last two years, right? The Orange Bowl year and obviously going into last year. But which team got more playoff dark horse hype every single time? It's UNC. How SEC is that? <laughs> that they're like, oh, they have the quarterback. Devin Leary's better than Sam Howell. But yet here we are and everyone's freaking out about, you know, how UNC, you know, was a bust last year because they missed the playoff. And it's like, why? They weren't really that good. <laughs> like, you know, that's where I think the argument can kind of lie. But, you know, Tom, what do you think? Like, do you think that, you know, like, let's, let's, let's quickly just do this. If you were, I think the SEC would be the one that makes the next move, I think. So if we're the SEC, who are you taking? Tom, make your decision, and obviously Nick, make your decision, and I'll make mine. Yeah, so being – yeah, if the SEC kind of where where they realistically should go next, um, there are a couple, couple schools in mind that I think they should, I think, t- take a look at. Um, if they want to get deeper into Texas – um, to kind of see, you know, expand. Obviously, they already had a pretty good football print there with AM, and then obviously having Texas join the conference as well. Um, but in terms of pure revenue, you know, TCU's up there. I don't know if they would really grab at them at all. Um, but that's where I think the SEC could look at. I don't think Oklahoma State is as big of a popular grab for them. Um, just me like wanting to keep a lot of rivalries together. I think Oklahoma state and Oklahoma would be cool to keep together, but in terms of where the sec could really grow, you know, grow next and figure out kind of what would make sense for them. You know, everything's bigger in Texas and how could they, you know, figure out with some of the smaller schools in Texas that, you know, obviously Baylor has grown their stadium over the years. Obviously TCU hosts, you know, they do a good job with their stadium hosting several bowl games um, and just being able to grow more of the brand in Texas when you start to see more and more success from smaller, you know, more smaller private schools. There are some, I think the SEC, you know, Nick, as you touched on it, that, okay, they're looking more primarily at football where the Big Ten will, you know, incorporate more academics and basketball um, than the SEC typically would. So I think that's where the SEC, I think, should look next just in terms of peer revenue to see, you know, is that something that they could do, you know, and try to grab? Because those schools in terms of revenue are, you know, TCU and Baylor, those ones, they're up there with the revenues of NC State, North Carolina. Um, You know, TCU recently has more football revenue than Miami does, and they're right up there with Clemson too. So that's something that, you know, most people don't think about it, but in terms of, you know, revenue dollars and, branding just in that state in general with the amount of football talent they have there is where I think the SEC should look at next. So I would disagree though, because what value does it bring? Dallas is going to watch Texas and Oklahoma anyways. Like, I understand it's not about like having markets as much as it used to be, but like TCU, like doesn't really add much value. Like that's not going to increase your bottom line. And it's not a new territory. Like you said, like they have Texas. They like, let's just be honest. The SEC owns Texas. now. The big 12 does not like it's the SEC is Texas. now. Why grab somebody else when you can grab again, you don't like the Carolinas are not owned by the SEC. South Carolina is the full, like is in my opinion, lower than NC state, UNC or Clemson. And you don't have any of those three schools. So I think you should definitely grab one of those ones. So like Tom, like, if you had to pick between just NC State and North Carolina, who would you pick if you were the SEC? I'd probably lean toward NC State on some of the points that Nick made, especially around football revenue. Recently, just being more, frankly, it's more of a football school in that way than typically UNC heels are. And part of the reason I looked at Texas as well was I think, I think just, you know, in the short term, you know, I think the, the grant of rights, I think, will be, from an SEC perspective, I think can be an issue that I think they can work around. But in terms of just being, e- frankly, easier grabs, that was the reason why I brought up Texas. But in terms of just, you know, bigger brands with the ACC, Florida State and Clemson are good looks for them, too. 
but NC State over UNC, if I was the SEC, I'm looking to grab next. Nick, are you are you on the same boat? I'm assuming NC State for, over UNC for the SEC. I I think it makes more sense for the SEC. Do I think they'll do it? I mean, I think it's 50-50 if they were to pick one or the other, meaning State or UNC. Uh, I mean, Thomas just wrote in the chat. I didn't even know that NC State is just making 10 million more in revenue in 2021 than UNC did. So they they're getting eyes state is getting eyes they can hold their own uh so we'll see i mean i i think it makes more sense football wise to get nc state while they're hot i mean there's a lot of hype going into next year for sure and i think following this program for a little while Dave Doran is doing a hell of a job and the AD Boo Kerrigan is doing a great job too. We just got approved for another $5 million upgrade to our tower uh, at the football stadium. So that means more seats. Um, it's starting to look more sec esque if it already wasn't, or if it already was. Um, so it makes more sense. And I didn't even know Micah, when you pointed out that UNC had to take away seats at their football stadium. So how consistent – I think it. if you're the SEC, you have to look at who's going to be more consistent down the road. UNC with Mac Brown, who might not even be there in the next two to three years, or NC State with Dave Doran, who is in it with the program, who has actually did not, or declined going to Tennessee uh, six years ago. There's a future. There is a huge future there with NC State football that I think will be unlocked starting this year and years to come. And that's and that's and that's the thing is it's it's also too. I think that at the end of the day, UNC makes way too much sense for the Big Ten. Like the only reason why I could see the SEC wanting to grab them is purely just to be able to you know not let the Big Ten have them. That's kind of where my thought process would be if the SEC were to grab Carolina. Because like you said, like I think NC State, I think if you give NC State SEC money, they can be just as good, if not better, than UNC with SEC money. So, you know, that's something to definitely keep an eye on. But we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back after a wonderful anchor message. And we're back. So after a nice little conversation about UNC, NC State, SEC, you know, movement, I think we need to talk about, too, the Virginia, Virginia Tech debacle. So, you know, there's a big argument, similar to, I think, the UNC and NC State argument of which is more relevant, especially when it comes to the SEC. Is it Virginia or is it Virginia Tech? I agree that Virginia Tech is the better football brand. But similar to the North Carolina NC State argument, how much is that the case? Virginia has been better over the last five years. I understand Virginia Tech has won head to head, but in terms of purely records, bowl games, rankings, all that stuff, Virginia has been better the last five years. Virginia has been the only program in the, in the Commonwealth of Virginia to be ranked number one in football at any point. I don't like it's it's my biggest argument in terms of brand with Virginia, and I think it's almost almost the same argument with NC State and UNC. No offense, Nick, but why would you not want Virginia and UNC over NC State and Virginia Tech? Because why do you want a when they're at, like, for example, NC State is a better football school. Virginia Tech is a better football school. But is it really that astronomically better? Is it really anything of note that makes you go, holy crap, I need them right now? Like, do you really need NC State or, Vir or you know, Virginia Tech to make your football brands relevant? Virginia Tech fans go, oh, we played for a national title. You didn't win it. You have zero national titles. You know, you've barely kept your bowl streak alive. You know, you've done all this stuff, but you haven't been anything of insane. No, 
Virginia Tech hasn't been a brand that people go, oh my goodness, they're so good. Like the argument of Virginia Tech's brand is that Enter Sandman's so sick. But if that's the argument, then why aren't we giving more love to schools that have really cool traditions? Like why isn't the Iowa brand a top five because of the wave? Why isn't App State being talked about? Because they have the most beautiful backdrop in college football. Like, you know, I, I just don't, I feel like at the end of the day, when we're talking about value, I would argue that Virginia has more, more value than Virginia Tech does. Now, to the SEC that wants to go purely based off football, maybe you do go Virginia Tech because, again, the history of it and everything like that, you're, you're guaranteed to probably, again, Virginia Tech will fill their stadium more often than Virginia will, all that fun stuff. But, again, I would hear the argument that Virginia hasn't truly invested in football until the last few years. If Virginia gets SEC money to go invest in football or Big Ten money to invest in football, again, I would argue that they can do a lot with it. So, Tom, like, what what are your thoughts on the Virginia Virginia Tech brand? Like, who who is the better brand? If you were if you were the commissioner of the SEC, which brand do you want more? I think it kind of goes back a little bit to when we talked with NC State and UNC on really where does the Big Ten you know, Big Ten and the SEC, kind of what they prioritize. Obviously, from an SEC perspective, like they, they definitely have a you know better prioritization with football. Where the, the Big Ten obviously prioritizes football, but definitely takes into account more with basketball and, and other sports, which definitely helps out Virginia across the whole landscape with you know smaller non you know revenue generating sports, basketball. Um, obviously a lot of the push that they've been making there compared to really Virginia Tech outside of, like you said, enter Sandman, you know, that's a big reason why, you know, a lot of people that aren't from Virginia like to, you know, keep an eye on Virginia Tech was a, you know, the Bobby years, but, you know, looking at it from, you know, an overall, you know, perspective there, I think from an SEC spot, I think they would look more at Virginia Tech and I think the big 10 would look more overall with Virginia, but, but it's weird in terms of when you think about it of, okay, if you actually gave each of the schools, obviously the higher, you know, higher dollars for right, who do you think is it better and maximize it more? And I think Virginia could frankly do it better because um, they're already a in better spots with other sports, but, you know, being able to, you know, make Scott stadium even better. And really, you know, push forward with, you know, football in that way. And I think just really around the school, but giving, you know, giving you more confidence with the amount of, you know, basketball presence they have and what they've been able to do in other sports, more confidence to be able to, you know, really grow their brand better that way. Where I think Virginia total would be a better look. But something I guess some of the SEC would favor Virginia Tech more off of just some of their football success. Yeah. Nick, Nick, what do you think on that? No, I think this question with Virginia, Virginia Tech is a lot harder to answer than it is with State and Carolina. Uh, because obviously Virginia Tech is the NC State and UVA is the North Carolina, right? But Virginia Tech football is a bigger, I want to say, is a slightly bigger brand than NC State football, right? And that's something that the SEC would want to go after. But you bring it up, Micah, Virginia Tech is one of two only Power 5 teams to have not won a national championship in the three major sports. If you're counting women's basketball, four major sports. Virginia Tech hasn't won a team national title in any sport for that matter. Oh, well, there you go. So how much value does the Big Ten or SEC put on that? Yeah, the football is so great at Virginia Tech. I mean, it's the be one of the best in the ACC, for sure, without a doubt. But Virginia, you bring basketball. You bring, I think the football program is getting better, for sure. You bring all these Olympic sports that the Big Ten will really, really love. Right. And especially since the Big Ten just poached up USC and UCLA, who have 
Olympic national championships up the ass with any kind of Olympic sport you can think of. I mean, if you had put, I saw this stat years ago, if the PAC 12 was its own country, it would have finished like fifth in gold medals in the summer Olympics. That's how great they are. And the big 10 just got two of those PAC 12 teams, Virginia, no, pretty much known for winning national championships and competing in Olympic sports. So the big 10 could really see that and be very attracted to it. But the sec, do they want all of that too? Or are they valuing more? That's the biggest question here is, are they valuing football more? Which a lot of people want to say yes. And that's why everyone is saying NC state would be a better fit for the sec. So it's tough. I brand wise, it's a lot closer than people think. Because football is so big in this country, you think about Virginia Tech before you think about Virginia. But Virginia just brings so much more outside of football, like a lot more. So it is a tougher, tougher question of who's the bigger brand, who would want who more, Virginia Tech or Virginia. It's a tough question to ask or answer. Yeah, and I think, too, like I will defend Virginia Tech. Like, yeah. Obviously, as Virginia fans, they will. Virginia fans will never let Virginia Tech fans, you know, down on the whole never won a national title thing. But we can't pretend like Virginia Tech Olympic sports aren't good. I mean, the baseball team was the number three team in the country, the number one for throughout most of the year. Like we're talking about a Virginia Tech team that you know has come close in wrestling, has come close in. I mean, their men's and women's basketball teams have improved drastically. Like they're investing in their Olympic sports. Softball, also like literally softball and baseball just missed the College World Series. Both should have made it. They were both top five seats. Like, those are fantastic Olympic sports. And, again, I think Virginia Tech fits the mold of the SEC better. I mean, if you ask me, and, again, this is coming from a Virginia fan, where would I rather go watch a, a college football game at? I would choose Lane Stadium over Scottsdale. I love Charlottesville. Blacksburg is a great college town, too. Lane Stadium is a better atmosphere. And it's, it's more of an SEC vibe, for sure. So, you know, there was an argument that I on one of the athletic podcasts podcast, I can't remember which one, they were talking about how the Big Ten isn't all isn't just looking at Olympic sports and isn't just looking at football. They're looking at if like let's say football itself, especially, is not a thing in 50 years. I mean, I don't want to be that negative person, but Nick, there's a chance that football is not as big as it was 50 years from now. Like their sports kind of get slightly like baseball used to be the thing of the, of the world 50, 60 years ago. Now it's fighting to stay alive. And one could argue the way college football is currently headed in terms of let's squeeze every penny out of everything possible. You could argue that college football is not as going to become the XFL. You could make that argument where these fan bases like a Kansas state, like a wake forest that, you know, will feel like they're not a part of anything anymore. They're just going to stop caring. And those programs could completely fall to the wayside. And the Big Ten could see this as a not only athletic, but also an academic kind of merger. And that's where AAU schools like Virginia and North Carolina come into play. I mean, that, that just makes everything all the more interesting when you think about it that way. Because if that is the case, then Virginia clearly is the ideal situation because they are the better academic school. I would argue they have the better Olympic sports right now. So especially if you're not looking in the pure football mindset, you probably lean Virginia here. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where, again, it, it is it is a crazy, crazy realm of, of possibilities. So my last little topic of conversation before we just, if we want to open something up to something random. I want all of us to think of the ACC members, the 14, we won't include Notre Dame because Notre Dame is the clear choice here. Who is the, your most, like if you, you got to make any decision, Big Ten or SEC, you can pick which conference you want to grab and go from. Who would be the most underrated program in the ACC you would want to poach? Or if you want to look at the ACC side that you'd want to keep. So like, for example, I'll let you guys hear my answer so you guys can think of what, yours would be. I think the brand of Pitt is a lot better than people want to talk about. And I would argue that if I'm the SEC, grabbing Pitt is not a terrible idea if you decide to go north. 
I mean, Eastern or excuse me, Western Pennsylvania is already owned by Penn State. But one could argue that why would you not want to have a competing school in that same area to potentially take away from that? So I think Pitt provides a lot of value that people like when it comes to who people don't talk about as a valued brand. I think Pitt is a very underrated brand. I think Louisville is also a very underrated brand, which I want Tom to kind of maybe give us a pitch on why Louisville, you know, should, you know, be an attractive brand for any conference for that matter. Uh, But before we get to that point, Nick, what would be your ACC brand that you think fits maybe as an underrated brand for a conference to either want to poach or for the ACC to, to fight to keep? Uh, I think a lot of people are going to hate my answer. I think you might hate it too, Micah. I think it's Miami. I think Miami is really underrated right now, but they have, I, I I'm trying to look into the future with their new AD and these hopeful plans of getting a new stadium, getting the hell out of hard rock. If Miami is a sleeping giant, and if the SEC can get Miami, and Miami, once they're good, they will bring in a ton of cash. Like, if the U is back, they are up there with Alabama and Georgia. As in a brand-wise recognition of the SEC and in the country. If Miami can get out of Hard Rock, get their new stadium be closer to campus, actually have a stadium in Coral Gables instead of downtown Miami, that would be huge. And if they get good, that AD works out, their new coach works out, Miami is a force to be reckoned with. They have not done anything in the ACC. Nothing. They haven't won a title. When the ACC got Miami, that was considered a huge win, but they've done nothing with it. Nothing. But if they wake up in the SEC, that's going to be huge for them. Huge. I like it. I actually really like that answer. Tom, who's your uh, underrated brain? And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Tom says Louisville here. Well, I'll speak on Louisville because my answer is my answer is actually be the same as Nick's. I thought it was going to be Miami um, for what they really have just in the plans, the extra money that they are openly dedicating from the academic side into athletics, which is something they really have not done. And it was a, it was a big push from obviously the new coach, you know, the new athletic director coming in from Clemson on, okay, here's, you know, here's what we can bring the U back to what it should be and not the laughing stock on Twitter with half empty stadiums playing at hard rock. So being able to have that, and, you know, push that brand bigger is something that could really just, A, take off and get them back to really, you know, a lot of the heights that they had back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, really where the U should be. Now, from a Louisville perspective, and and, and I will say NIL is definitely going to help with this in terms of Louisville because their 2023 recruiting class for football is one of the best recruiting classes that they've had in forever. And being able to have that be a big you know, we have a lot of big boosters and donors that want to put money into this program and being able to bring in, you know, better top end talent. And it's definitely helped on the recruiting trail so far because I'm starting to come around a little bit to Scott Satterfield. There's no one can tell me Scott Satterfield under his own power has gotten these recruits with, if if I, if NIL did not exist because he didn't do it in four years, the stadium's already changed. They've already done the upgrades to it. And the other upgrades on campus that they're doing with, you know, on-campus drums for basketball and football players, additional things they're looking to pump in on the athletic side. So that piece has been a big help for Louisville that overall I think can help them grow, you know, football side, more people in the stadium. Because that was still some issues over the last, you know, over last year, really when they weren't playing Notre Dame, they were still they were still trying to fill their football stadium because Louisville is definitely more of a tailgating fan base than they are a football attendance fan base so but with the school being able to push football greater nil help with that being able to get better players in the door basketball wise they they have it 
And even with the struggles they've had, they still obviously diehard fan base for that. You know, the, the amount of facilities they have for the Olympic sports, you know, the across the board platform for Louisville has been great. Now it's, can we push the football brand forward enough where it can really have it come full circle and add more value? And the recent stuff with NIL is definitely helping with that. Obviously the new, you know, the changes with the stadium have been a huge help. Um, you know, and being able to have the boosters and the donors be able to have more of an impact in college athletics now than even what they did, you know, legally a couple of years ago, there was always stuff behind the table as you guys know, but that piece is a big part of, you know, really what is going to provide value for Louisville where you're not just going to be getting, you know, an up and coming better football program. You know, you're already there for basketball. You already have the market for that. And then, you know, kind of like Virginia, you have across the board Olympic sports covered very, very well as an overall brand. The only thing that will hurt Louisville in terms of which would fit better a little bit with joining Kentucky and the SEC than the Big Ten is the Big Ten wants better academic institutions and Louisville compared to a lot of the other ones out there isn't on that level. And with a lot of the plans that they're talking about in the next five, 10 years, campus-wise, it's it's not going to get to the point where I think the Big Ten would realistically consider from an academic perspective, but from an SEC perspective where you aren't as high on that specifically would be a good, good fit for Louisville and kind of an up-and-comer as my number two. But num- number one, I'd definitely say it was Miami. Yeah, and I think Miami's a, a really good choice. I guess I didn't count them as underrated, but it does make sense because – you know, they aren't in the conversation as much as some of these other schools are. So, yeah, Miami definitely has so much potential. Again, I would argue some pushback. I mean, Miami is the the perfect example of when they were first, you know, part of the one of the initial realignments with the ACC. Like Nick said, nothing really good came from it. So, you know, they haven't done anything really of note in the ACC, really in any sport, let alone football. Um, so definitely interesting for sure. But I mean, that's all I've got, guys. Um, Nick, I'll leave this up to you. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, if not, we'll obviously let you send this off. But um, that's kind of all I had. I just wanted to kind of discuss, you know, the ACC's front and the brand power that some of these schools might have and, and what, what our thoughts are on some of the debates that were going on on Twitter. Um, I do have one more thing. I kind of want to ask Thomas. So obviously by now you've probably seen the ACC got out of divisions and it's kind of funny how we're having you on and Mike and I, we talked about the divisions being split up last week and our everybody's three main uh, opponents that they will be playing every year. Mike and I both agreed that Louisville, they kind of just had to give them somebody for the next three or for, for their three opponents. Cause every, every team, their three opponents made sense. Like for me, NC state, they will be playing Clemson, Carolina and Duke every year for Micah. It was Virginia tech. Who else Micah? Or who I'm sorry. Virginia. Oh, so we have Louisville. We have Virginia tech. We have UNC. Okay. Which all makes sense. So for Louisville, do you like the three that you're going to be playing every year? I mean, we had to remind ourselves that we're seeing these teams every year, but you're going to see all the other teams a lot more often, which I think kind of is great. And it kind of overshadows the other three teams that you'll be playing all the time. So do you like the matchups? Do you like who you will be playing? Yeah, first, first when I noticed it, it was in they were, you know, when they were talking about getting rid of divisions, obviously when the ruling came out that they didn't have to do them anymore in the Pac-12 kind of, you know, hit the front running with theirs. Um, you know, for the ACC, when I looked at it, it was like, okay, it seems like every other team had at least one, if not, yeah, two teams that, hey, you absolutely got to keep. Yeah, Louisville didn't really have any of them. Like Virginia, obviously we play as our, we used to play as our guaranteed crossover team from the coastal, but we didn't really have anyone in the Atlantic that, you know, we really were rivals with. I know people would bring up Clemson from the couple of good battles and we had Lamar Jackson. Um, but it was like, you know, Hey, like we're not really a rival with Clemson. We're not, we're not a rival with Florida state. Like we're not really a rival with any, 
really any of the teams that we have in the conference. So, you know, when I heard that it was going to happen, I figured, you know, we'd probably keep Virginia since I was one that we had anyway. And then the other two was just, just, yeah, roll, roll, roll a couple dices and see who you would get elsewise. So yeah, getting, I'll say Miami and Georgia tech, we used to play every six years and now we're going to play them every single year. Um, so I think for those, for those choices, I'm definitely biased and I liked them because Atlanta is a six hour drive from where I'm at and Miami is a four hour drive from where I'm at. So I'm definitely going to get to see my school play more often, um, just down in the Southeast. Um, and also get a chance to have them, you know, continue to play Virginia. Um, but the overall format, I think, I think is beneficial. Uh, the, the big tens pulled all their schedules for next year, 2023, because they're looking to do the same thing. Um, do like a mini version and then 2024 with USC and UCLA doing kind of a version similar to what the ACC and um, kind of what they're doing. It'll be nice to get a chance to really play other teams more often because also we, we play the same teams in our division, like Clemson every year, you know, Florida State, NC State. But it was, you know, like I'll say the North Carolinas have, you know, the rivalries there. Obviously, you got, you know, NC State, Duke, UNC are all super close to each other. Virginia, Virginia Tech, you got, you know, your battles there, Wake Forest. Um, they're coming in, obviously, Pitt with a couple of the Northeast teams. Um, so I figured that we would kind of, we were, we were trying to throw in there wherever it made sense. And um, yeah, I think for our, our, our opponents, I like it, you know, not having, you know, getting screwed by Clemson every year. <laughs> it's going to be a nice one anyway keep it every other year, at least being able to be a little more um, competitive. But yeah, I, I think for Louisville overall, I think the teams we got were good, um, especially with us not really having any, you know, like pure rivals in the conference, you know, with our rivals being, you know, Kentucky, um, you know, you, you could say Cincinnati to an extent, which I hope we bring back that non-conference game more often. But yeah, overall for the ACC, I think it's a great thing. You know, no matter what happens, I think with the realignment and stuff, I think get a chance to see other schools more often, um, you know, every other year for, you know, the, the sets of five versus, you know, you, you know, you get a home game against Georgia Tech or Miami every 12 years. Now it'll be every four, you know, for other schools that don't play them every year, it'll be every four years. So overall, I think helps just with, um, conference scheduling and then I think you're less likely um on an average to have you know hey the coastal's you know not as good this year the Atlantic's such a better conference or hey coastal's more competitive Clemson's just running through the Atlantic you know having that spread out this way I think will help with overall strength of schedule across the entire conference and not having you know lopsided divisions nice yeah I was hoping I was hoping maybe Louisville would get Wake because I think that is an underrated uh, rivalry that has happened with the Wakey Leagues and every single Wake-Louisville game. Like, every year is so exciting. Like, I look forward to Wake and Louisville, and it's every game is so high-scoring, and you don't know what the hell is happening. That matchup does not disappoint, so I do kind of wish you guys got Wake. Uh, as one of your every uh, uh, every year team that you played, but yeah, it did kind of it, it's it did kind of make sense that Louisville you kind of just had to like roll the dice and see who you got, you know, because you're kind of centrally located when it comes to geographically wise, you know, so it does it did make sense, right? And even a lot of the, like I said, the rivals that we've even had in the past, obviously Kentucky still now, but you know, schools that we had, you know, like mini rivalries within the big East, you know, like the older conferences, you know, really haven't grown to fruition, you know, whether they're in the ACC or not. So it's like something that, you know, maybe over a decade, you could have maybe built something. Obviously all the battles of the wake have been great. Um, since we've really joined the conference, you know, the, you know, the games where we had Lamar, the ones that we didn't. Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to, It'll definitely be nice to see, you know, how you know things with Miami and Georgia Tech will grow. Um, obviously, Micah, you know, me and him give each other crap every year because usually we play Virginia twice in basketball. Um, one of the few that we get there. And then obviously in football, we do play every year. So hopefully that one can grow a little bit more. But yeah, Georgia Tech and Miami, 
just kind of kind of depends and see how that'll grow, you know, especially in football. Right. Awesome. Well, that's all I've got. Um, Tom, thanks for hopping on. Nick, obviously, thanks for hopping on as normal. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I've given up on trying to really think about the future of the ACC. I'm kind of just trying to, at this point, put all eyes and all, all attention on this coming fall because uh, it's going to be a heck of a fall in the ACC. I mean, all three of our teams, um, Nick's obviously has the most expectation, but I would argue that Virginia, Louisville, and NC State all could make some noise. All those teams could arguably win eight to ten games. Um, all three teams have fantastic quarterbacks at the bare minimum. So um, we have a lot to look forward to in the fall for the ACC for sure. So I'm just trying to really focus on that and not let conference realignment affect us too much because even though the ACC is in some trouble, I would still argue that we're in better shape than the Pac-12 and the Big 12. So at least we have that going for us. And so, you know, we're just in that really in a holding pattern. And let's just be honest, none of us have the ability to make any – like make any decisions that could, you know, affect this anyway. So really we just have to enjoy it while we have it. And hopefully we have it longer than we think we will. So um, as always, it means just a little bit less here in ACC country and go ACC.